0: Uh, hey everyone, thanks for joining the podcast, Adam Dear, I am joined by actor Josh McConville, how you doing man?
1: Good mate, how are you?
0: Good, great, doing well, thanks so much for joining me.
1: No worries, my pleasure.
0: Yeah, in these fun and exciting times, got your coffee?
1: I do, yes. Yeah, I just had oh. a cup of tea. Excellent.
0: <laughs> That's just pretty much the extent of most of my days now, is making hot beverages and chilling out. I don't know, is that the same for you?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, more so as the as the weather sort of gets cooler, I'm drinking um, sort of hotter drinks for sure.
0: Are you a, are you a tea man or only a coffee man?
1: Uh, coffee at the moment, but the older I get, the more into tea I'm getting. I don't
0: know. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah nice. Uh, so yeah, as I said, uh, you're a professional actor. I was, and I asked this question to other guests. I was just wondering how how do you generally respond when you meet someone new, and they're like, "Hey, so what do you do, man?" Uh, And you say, "Well, how does that go down?"
1: Um, I'm pretty open about it. I just I generally say I'm in the performing arts, um, but I'm I'm not well known, so it's a it's not it's not a problem. You know, I just I'm pretty open and um, transparent about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure you've got your fans. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm a fan, Josh, I'm a fan. Oh,
1: thank you very much.
0: <laughs> um, but do you usually just say, is that how you you just say I'm in the performing arts, or do you say I'm an actor, or what sort of your elevator pitch?
1: Um, yeah, I just say I'm, I'm. I'm. well, it depends on who I'm talking to. Um, but, you know, if, if the Yeah, like
0: say you're talking to a five-year-old.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just say I'm um, an actor. I'm pretty open about it. Yeah, it's, you know... If I'm in the mood to have a chat about it, then I'll, um, I'll be, yeah, quite open about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Do people people ever get a bit too personal? Like, or is it always like, what did you just do last or how much money do you make or?
1: No, I've never come across that. Um, I mean, people want to know what you've been in so that they can, uh, I don't know, recognize you in something. I don't know what that is. Like being close to fame or I don't know. Um, but, you know, they'll generally ask you what you've been in so that they can go back in their memories and and, and see if they've um, seen you in anything. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I tend to skip that that little bit. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it, it is funny that people suddenly seem a bit more interested when they find out you're, you're a performer sometimes.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that is. But why is that? Why do you think that is?
0: I don't know. Well, I think there's just this weird connection with if you're a performer, then you're doing something magical that everyone else isn't. I don't know. It's like really interesting. I guess maybe it's because it's not the nine to five. There's something less mundane about it possibly. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Or they just creepy and want to know all about your life.
1: Yeah, it's a possibility as well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they
0: do that with everyone. I don't know. Yeah. Um, And I was wondering, was there a moment where you – you kind of knew you wanted to be an actor? You know, some people say they had this light bulb moment. Other people are just like, "Ah, oh, I've just always performed and that's just part of my life.
1: No, not really for me. Um, uh, I, I never really knew if I wanted to be an actor until I started doing it, I think. Um, mm. Um, and that was basically about more about the people who are involved in it. I really like working with actors and and directors and
0: um, you know creative creative people. Um, and was that uh, like a pretty early on, like at a young age? No, it was later
1: on. It was later on. I think you know at, at, at drama school and coming out of that and yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a later on sort of thing in my twenties, I reckon. Yeah, but I, I yeah, right. Straight out of school, I was into performing or into. I've been a big uh, uh, had a big uh, upbringing in sport, so there was that sort of performance element, team teamwork element that um, I really enjoyed, and I think yeah. that carried through to to drama.
0: Yeah, right, and, and was because you uh, went to NIDA, was that something that? you were consciously working towards, or was it just kind of like, you know what, I'm going to audition for it either and see what happens?
1: Yeah, pretty much the latter. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, really, but I knew that I enjoyed, um, <laughs> you know, doing plays with my friends and, and, and filming things. And, um, yeah, it all just sort of tumbled into place, luckily. But I worked hard at... Mm you know, while I was at drama school. And I did a bit at university too on the Gold Coast. Uh, but the love of it sort of happened, um,
0: yeah, during the study of it rather than before trying to pursue it. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard from friends that have been tonight that some have said, you know, it's like the toughest three years of their life. Was it intense for you or was it how, – how was your experience?
1: Um, for me –
0: uh, hang on where did you go sorry i've lost oh, you. oh yeah there you sorry.
1: are um look for me um no it was just a bit boring but no it was it was like <laughs> it was, was yeah. life changing for the positive for the the good of it like um i met a lot of friends and i um learned a lot about myself too and i yeah I, that's part of growing up and i think neither – um was a great opportunity to to do that to grow up.
0: Yeah. So, so how old were you at that time?
1: Twenty, I think. Nineteen, twenty. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. So yeah, so you got in because I think they kind of average intakes, 23, 24.
1: But... Uh, yeah, around that. But I think when I started, when I went, they were um, letting in a lot, uh, a lot more younger people.
0: Oh, that's good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and so. That, how was your family with that kind of wanting you, you want to pursue acting? I don't know if you have a particularly creative family or.
1: Um,
0: yeah, my cousin, my cousin
1: um, Darren Gilshenan, he was in he's he's in theatre, um, but that's the only creative bone in our family. But my family yeah. were very supportive of it, um, and luckily the school I went to, as a kid, was a performing arts school. Um, Uh, But also, it was quite a small school, so it was compulsory to do sort of all the extracurricular activities such as, um, you know, rugby and cricket and chess and and musicals, so we got the full gamut of the childhood experience there. Um, It was was really pushed, so every year, you know, pushed in a good way, not (laughs) forcibly. Yeah, yeah. um, So, yeah, so my first musical was, I think, uh, year five, so it would have been ten, and then we did one every year until um, until I graduated from high school in Year Twelve. So,
0: all right, is that because I don't think of if you've done a musical uh, as an adult? Is that something you've been involved in?
1: No, no,
0: <laughs> you don't want to do.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Look, I'm, I'm, my singing's probably not um, up to the standard. It's okay, but it's not. It's certainly yeah, yeah.
0: Because yeah. it can be a bit of a rift between you know musical theatre. And actors sometimes when you when you're crossing between the two, I, I don't know if you've noticed that.
1: Have you? No, I haven't. Have you noticed that?
0: Oh well, sometimes it's kind of like you know you're a part time, you know, part time actor, or a part time singer, kind of. I don't know. A bit of
1: jealousy there. Yeah, bit of
0: jealousy. That's probably a- there's probably some kind of fight club that exists underground with musical versus actors. I don't
1: be, a pretty, know. be a pretty wussy fight. Club.
0: <laughs> <laughs> be a pretty wussy fight club, yeah it it ends in a song so yeah yeah oh
1: well, that's good everyone
0: yeah. um and so you've had a pretty good balance for, at least from what i've observed between theater uh and film is there a an a tv is there a, a preference for you or is it you know just i take what i can get
1: <laughs> <laughs> i take what i can get really <laughs> um uh you sort of have to in these in this climate at the moment um no, look, theatre. I've done theatre my whole life, so that's something that mm. I always, I, I do every year because I love it, and I think it's really demanding um, in terms of you know stamina and fatigue and 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 um, you know te- technically it's it's so difficult compared to TV and film, which is, has its own difficulties. But theatre for me has been something that I've generally preferred at a younger age, but the the older I get and the more experience I get with film, I'm starting to lean towards a bit more film now, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, cool. so uh, could you maybe elaborate a little bit on some of those technical differences?
1: Um, well, theatre, you've got to try to uh, try to find uh, the freshness and the spark each night when you're doing the same thing over and over again, but still act within the parameters of what you've rehearsed with the other person by not... Straying too far from that. Mm. So that's quite difficult to, you know, do Groundhog Day every night, sometimes Mm. twice a day. Yeah. Still try and find, uh, you know, the panache or the the jazz within each scene. Whereas film, film, (laughs) film, there's generally a lot more waiting around. But then you've got a, when you, when you um, are there, you've got, you know, only a, certain amount of time to perfect it and then that's it and then you move on and you yeah you,
0: yeah yeah you've got to you've got to be ready and just nail it
1: yeah yeah so I, I i'm finding impro and really the ability to adapt to any given situation is really beneficial in in film and television whereas theatre you've got you know 5 weeks of rehearsal to fail and fail and keep failing and that's how you learn from your mistakes whereas film you need to i think by doing more and more well that's the same with theater i was going to say with film by doing more and more you sort of learn job to job rather than in the moment i don't know if that's necessary. yeah
0: no i i can see what you're saying yeah because i mean film you're probably not you're generally not getting that rehearsal time mm. you just yeah. sort of throw it in like oh hey you've got a to- have chemistry with this person go
1: yeah exactly and with theater you've got yeah five weeks to build that rapport in rehearsals and then you've got another two months of performance to you know really perfect it
0: Mm. um it's interesting because i i would see for me i see rehearsals as like the best time because you're just discovering everything
1: yeah i'd agree Uh, with that for sure
0: yeah um I was, I remember seeing you in Hamlet, this is a little while, this is 2015, uh, you were freaking awesome, electric, amazing, loved it, um, <clears throat> just kissing your ass will be there, uh, <laughs> um, what's it like taking on a character like that, I mean I'll talk about the, your more recent work Packer and Sons in a moment, but with Hamlet, even people who don't go to theatre know something about it, or you know, at least know an iconic line. How do you approach something like that without taking on board all that other crap?
1: Um, Yeah, by doing exactly that, try try to do exactly that. And um, for me, that was to just uh, not have an ego and not compare myself to others. And, you know, as one of the lines is in Hamlet, it's just let be. Um, uh, just, yeah. So you just got to let go and it is is what it is, you know? Um, and also I, I remember, uh, Richard Roxburgh told me in rehearsals one day to just do it for myself rather than anyone else. And for me, what I took away from that was, um, yeah, don't exactly that. Don't, don't care. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. Just do it for yourself as a growing opportunity, um, within yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for me, I learned, yeah, uh, just a lot about um, my mental health and, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know, my technical process and lots of things that I can't put into words I learned.
0: Yeah, through, yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. And, and do you think, I mean, you've probably thought this through before, you've been asked this question, just sort of how – shakespeare remains relevant what's your sort of take on that on how it's still something that people want to see and hear and i mean he's it's 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 written to be heard well why do you think people still still into it
1: well it's tricky i think because we all know the story so we all know how it ends and the interesting thing at the moment is seeing how it can be interpreted in a you know in a modern setting and uh, contemporizing it but for me, I still find it some of the best language ever written and the stories are just still relatable so far down the track, you know, and it's still about family and love and all the things mm. we're still trying to figure out for ourselves. Um, that's why I find it relevant, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool.
1: Pretty basic. but
0: <laughs> No, it's, that's all right. I mean, it's, you're right, there's the things that last are those common themes seem to run through the best work, um, even though the language changes. Yeah. Uh, So, and yeah, as I said before, from what I can see, your most recent theatre work was playing a young Kerry Packer.
1: Um, Yeah, he was uh, uh, Kerry Packer into uh, James Packer. I played two. Right.
0: Yes. What was that like? Good for your brain.
1: (laughs) Sorry, say that again?
0: Good for your brain.
1: Uh yeah, well the way it was structured by Tommy was uh, you know, it made it easier. Um,
0: oh yeah, and he wrote um Mark Colvin's kidney as well.
1: That's correct, yeah. Yeah.
0: Which how Howard, Howard was in that too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he played um he played a Frank Packer and then played then we transitioned I transitioned he transitioned into older Kerry from my younger Kerry. Then I turned into James. The father and son, so the swap.
0: And so I was wondering with uh, just sort of your actor's process, I mean, how is how is it different playing someone? You know, I mean, obviously Hamlet's a famous character, but then you've got a, a more real-life person. Does that change how you approach the work? Uh, going, oh, this was a real guy?
1: Yeah, look, not really in terms of crafting it, um, but I think – Comparatively speaking, Packers. I was I was actually a lot more concerned that people would be offended.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
1: that someone would say that wasn't who he was, or um, yeah. So I got I got caught up in my head quite a bit with uh, with the with the physicality more so than the internal life. I think at times because I really wanted to emulate.
0: <laughs> Um well, I guess people have that kind of image that 's the first thing is they see yeah that posh that posture
1: but I think that was my first mistake because i don't look anything like them, and you know i'm not I'm not over six foot, so you know yeah yeah yeah, um so once I sort of got rid of that idea and started thinking about the inner life a lot more, which I should have done from the start, it became um, a lot more bearable <laughs>
0: <laughs> and did you because i've I mean, I've observed at times different styles of acting, like maybe American style can be a bit more inside out, England or well, Europe can be a bit more outside in, just in terms of how they find a character. Has that been your observation? I mean, do you or do you find that when you're developing a character, you, you prefer to start internally and work your way out, or is it more of a, I think a walk it- and a posture or...?
1: I think it's each to their own, and it depends on the project you're working on, um, but it's whatever gets you there in the end. I think from what I've noticed and, and learnt um, is that starting internally is generally the best way to start because that will then inform the external mm. rather than uh, rather than creating the shape and then going internal because your thoughts have to have to give action to your movements and if you don't have the thoughts there because you've created your movements beforehand somehow that might be jarring but in saying that you know it's each to their own and I I do think it's whatever gets you there at the end of the day yeah
0: yeah yeah and and I guess sort of just extending on that a little bit is there what role has technique played specifically in theatre in in you being able to do show after show.
1: Um, can you say that again? Sorry.
0: So, it, what role has has acting technique played in you being able to be consistent?
1: Oh, as, a, as
0: as a performer, you know, because some people sort of can be a bit flippant about training and and those kind of things. But how's how's yeah. that played out for you?
1: Oh, uh, hugely. Um, especially voice, voice and breath work, and also. yeah breath breath can be underrated and i i I think it's one of the more important things um so that your voice doesn't blow out because if you don't have that tool you won't be doing yeah anything (laughs) you'll be yeah and it's happened to me uh once before um and also some some roles you know are quite physically demanding too so it's not just your voice it's your body Mm. and i I've had a couple of injuries during shows just because that technique is, or for whatever reason, just hasn't, hasn't worked, you know, whether it be a blocking problem or whatever, it's live theater. And um, yeah, so to, to have a technique is to avoid, avoid any of that. Um, and I, I think it's really, really important.
0: Yeah. Cause I would imagine you can kind of get away with some things in film at least in that sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you know, if you watch Rocky, I think I'm sure they're hitting each other in some of those boxing matches. But if yeah. you would do that every night on the yeah stage, you'd, you'd start flinching before the punch comes, and then you'd have broken noses. And yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have a show.
0: Have you ever had a weird kind of injury? I remember one of my acting teachers saying he watched. I can't remember the show, but Kate Blanchett and the the other character yeah. throws a throws a toaster.
1: Streetcar Named Desire.
0: It was oh, okay, and she got cracked in the head. Um, yeah. Has anything horrible or weird like that happened to you?
1: Um, no, not, not like that. I, there was one technical rehearsal of the play called The Boys that I was doing, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I threw. I did. It's a very try,
0: physical, physical play.
1: There was one scene where I had to throw a beer can, but for some. Fucking stupid Oh, sorry, can I swear? some stupid yeah, yeah, go for it. Some, uh, some stupid reason. I put my finger into the uh the hole of the can, like my index finger oh, and, right and pegged the can, and then it just like ripped open um half of my finger. that was pretty bad, but then I just got some stitches and we did it, uh, I think the next night, but that that's probably the more grues- the most gruesome
0: really? sort of
1: injury I've had, yeah
0: just had a big fat bandage.
1: Yeah. Yeah, It was was pretty.
0: Probably added to the character. And everyone in the audience is like, what happened to his finger? What is that? Is that part of the character? Possibly, yeah. (laughs) Um. And how have you found industry-wise in Australia, you know, I mean, people would generally say, oh, well, Melbourne's a bit more of a theatre city than Sydney and, you know, there's always comparisons to different places in Australia and around the world how have you found uh work in Australia like okay yeah
1: um great um, great when it's happening and when people aren't you know cutting money to the arts it's, it's mm-hmm. going quite well and it's it's an absolute pleasure to work in the country yeah um I don't I don't really see any difference between Sydney and Melbourne. It seems like majority of the stuff's sort of happening east side, but also WA is doing a lot of stuff. SA, you know, it's a theatre company in every state. Queensland, um, it's great. Yeah, I I, I love this um, industry here in Australia, and I I wish that the government would uh, find the same love.
0: Yes, yeah, I think a lot of people in the arts are on the on the same page. Do you think? Uh, uh with all this you know the isolation obviously it's been very difficult for creatives as we were chatting earlier like just finding work you know things to do people are going digital to some extent how do you see the the industry coming out of this period do you think it'll just kind of jump straight back in or i know that's a
1: well big yeah I don't, I don't know because I, I don't know when it will start up again i mean i think there's um, we're all seeking Touch and and uh, we all want to see people. I think so. Yeah, yeah. There's hope in that. Where a, you know a theatre, especially, can uh, you can come together with a with a group of random people and share a story. I think we, sh- I think people are craving that, and I, I would hope that they are. And so, I mean, my hope, maybe it's optimistic, is that we all rush back to the theatre. Because we've missed it so much, but I mean, mm. the other end of that is we all could be germophobes, and we don't wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. theatre just suffers. But I think there's going to be a lot of money lost in this in this period, and the unknown is is so great, and and especially with no sort of support at the moment. I mean, I saw Victoria brought up a nice little support package for the arts, which is good. So hopefully other states follow, which you know that could be, that could be the thing that saves it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a. I was looking at it the other day; it's over a hundred billion dollar industry. So mm. it's going to be worth making sure it continues. Yeah. I, I think that'd be interesting. I hope that it does just suddenly get an influx of people because I could see with some theaters, maybe STC a little bit more, just in terms of. Who is going to the theatre? Um, be, be good getting getting some younger people going. You know, yeah. like um, like the shows are great, the production values are awesome, but it does seem to a certain extent that there's a bit of a, an age decline.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that for sure. And um, yeah, that's maybe in the stories that are being told, or yeah, not sure what that is.
0: Yeah, it's, I think it's been a bit like that with opera too right um, uh you probably well i hear this question a bit when people talk to to me or talk to actors and performers they're always like are you going to move overseas Are you you know are you going to go to america are you going to go to london or has that any, ever been a question in your mind or you always just been like oh, i'm happy here i'm getting work
1: um look i'm I, yeah, i'm happy here and i want to work in australia and be in australia because my family's here and my friends are here and I think in you know a uh, situation like this, this COVID thing is—we it's good to be close to family.
0: Yeah, <laughs> really. yeah, yeah.
1: And close to friends and the people you care about. And if I was on the other side of the world during this, it'd be difficult. In saying that, um, yeah, of course I'd love to work overseas, and I might—I'm my doors aren't shut, so yeah, I, yeah. Um, yeah, it's wherever it would take me. Really, I love the world. I love sightseeing and. But I I am happy doing Australian stories and um and working here for the time being for sure.
0: Yep yeah, yep yeah, cool. Is there uh, just kind of coming to the end of our chat? Um, is there anything that you were, was kind of in the works that's been put on hold with all the COVID nineteen? Had you auditioned for, or like read for something? And they're like yeah cool we want you and then everything happened or was were you pretty free at that time?
1: No I had. I had a couple of jobs this year, which was pretty much all year. Which yeah, they've been um, uh, postponed at the moment, indefinitely. Um,
0: was that theatre or film, TV?
1: One was a play and one was a film. Yeah, I can't really talk about the film. No, think. no, that's okay. Yeah. But the um, the play was was True West down at um at,
0: at oh awesome, some Shepard.
1: Shepard, yeah, and then he. Uh, uh, but that got that got postponed so I, I'm not sure what's happening with that
0: just have to wait and see oh cool well hopefully all the isolation everything chills out and we get back to doing what we do be awesome to see you in another play
1: thank you very much
0: yeah thanks so much for joining me Josh
1: no worries anytime mate
0: well that's all we have time for this week thank you so much for listening please make sure you like and follow Adam Deere on Instagram Facebook and Twitter